one, two, three, and to the four. What is up, my friends? Today is October 7th, and this is season two, episode three, and episode 14 in total of Nothing But a Foot Thing, the show brought to you by three friends in the foot community, just like yourselves. I am your host, Kevin. However, I am not alone. Joining me are my two co-hosts today, John. What's good, everybody? And Martin. Hey, guys. What's up? Weekend League is here, man. The first Foot Champs Weekend League of the year has arrived, so we're going to be talking about all of the gameplay stuff that we've been going through this week, how we're finding success in this game, and we're also going to talk about the brand new Road to the Knockout promo that just dropped today at 6 p.m., the squad and the market implications of that for us, and because I, I did see tons of cards are going up, they're going down, so with all of that, we're going to be making tons of lengthy jokes as well, of course, but before we get into all of that, we have a guest today. So the first time I ever heard this guy, I was sitting in my car and I was listening to the Foot and Review podcast, and he spent almost the entire episode making references to NHL Ultimate Team. So as a hockey fan, I absolutely loved it. But more so than that, as just someone that, I, I the passion of the man, the absolute passion of the man was something that I admire greatly. So fast forward a year or two later, and the same guy with all that passion has convinced me to play MLB The Show in the middle of a FIFA cycle, no less. So I'd like to introduce a legend today, a legend of FIFA podcast and someone I consider to be a good friend, host of the Foot Fix podcast and former host of Foot in Review, Andrew Foot underscore AST. What is up, my man? Hey, guys. Uh, might be, need to say former host of the Foot Fix podcast, too. I think we're on a permanent hiatus. Uh, maybe Don't next week that. you can convince Tyler to come back. But uh, yeah, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Awesome, especially uh, to have someone that I know I consider to be a, a legend of the game in here. It's awesome for me, myself, personally. Uh, and I do have a question for you guys, too. Um, what are you drinking? Oh. <laughs> I'm having a glass. For long-time of- listeners, sorry, for long-time <laughs> listeners of our podcast, Tyler and I always kick off uh, each podcast by asking that. Usually we're recording at like 11 p.m. on a Sunday, so we're already a little tipsy. <laughs> yeah the timing is different for us so yeah but i usually have a drink while we record so i might have a beer or so but today i'm having a glass of merlot actually chilean wine uh yeah i just figured the bottle was already open so i might as well finish it so yeah that's that's me i it also (laughs) helps my english uh, flow a little bit better you know (laughs) there you go I'm nice, drinking like uh, water out of my refrigerator, so that's always good. Oh, that Essentia, dude, They're that hydrated. slaps, man. No, I'm, that's I'm that's some hydrate from all the sweat I just did this morning playing weekend league. So, <laughs> yeah, so we'll definitely talk about all that sweat. And um, as for myself, uh, pineapple bubbly sparkling water. No Lacroix today for me. Um, no Maxence Lacroix, but um, so you actually took Andrew my first question. I was about to ask you, <laughs> what are you drinking today? <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm drinking an iced coffee right now. It's three o'clock in the afternoon on the East Coast, so a little. I'm probably not too early to start drinking, but I still got a bunch of work to do. So just a little iced coffee. You guys are making yeah. me look bad. No, no, I I want to be drinking right now. Don't worry. So I will partake soon enough. Yeah, it's a Friday. We got our weekends coming up, so definitely cannot blame you, Martin. But that brings me into the next set of questions I have for you, Andrew. So um, just so people can get to know you a little more if they don't know a bit about you yet, where in the world are you from? Yeah, I'm in Washington, D.C. Um, lived here for eight, eight, going on eight years now, so it's definitely my home, my permanent home. 
Uh, grew up in Atlanta, though, so I support a lot of Atlanta teams. And if you follow me on Twitter, you know that I'm a big Atlanta fan and a big Georgia Bulldog. Yeah, go dogs! <laughs> yeah, I, my dad will probably disown me for saying that, being a Mississippi State fan. But, uh, so who do you support? We mean footballing-wise. Yeah, of course, Southampton. That That's my team. The As the men and blazers like to say, the sorting hat chose for me Southampton um, when... NBC took over the Premier League rights. I kind of decided, you know, now I can actually watch any team I want at you know, any time, all the games. And so I started watching, and this was when Potch was the coach. And so they were playing amazing, fun football. Well, it was Lalana and Ricky Lambert and Morgan Schneiderlin, Victor Wanyama, all these guys. A very fun team. And it just spoke, I don't know, spoke to me. I didn't want one of the big six teams. I think it's much more fun rooting for an underdog. Yeah. Obviously, we talked about my other teams already. Like I'm not rooting for a lot of underdogs these days, so it's nice to do that. Yeah, and a nice little chance to flex the success of your teams. I don't blame you <laughs> the slightest. And that team, that Southampton team, was a really cool one. You had like Lovren in there, Maya Yoshida, uh, James Ward-Prowse, who's obviously still a legend, so... What yeah. do you think of uh, Armel Belakotchap? Oh, ABK is incredible. He's not going to be around very long. Yeah. Um, the whole the whole youth movement that Southampton has is amazing right now. I love what they did this summer. They added uh, Lavia, uh, Livermento from last year, ABK, Bazuno from Man City too. Um, Mora, Siko Mora from the Liga on. Yeah, there's just an amazing amount of teenagers there, but ABK is right up there as one of the best ones. I think I saw the transfer market had him listed as one of the top one of the top young players in the world now. Yeah, one of my career mode legends from last year, so <laughs> I actually imagine we're all gonna be using him in uh, silver stars eventually because he's got a seventy four rated silver and that card looks phenomenal. Like really you could probably use him in weekend league right now and he'd still be doing well. I bet he's lengthy too, right? <laughs> I don't know. Haven't checked. He seems pretty lengthy. <laughs> so that brings us now to what is your favorite FIFA, Andrew? Uh, that's a good question. So probably FIFA 18 or so. I think that, that was probably the one I played the hardest and first got into foot. So that's probably the one that sticks out the most to me. But also maybe something in the early 90s, like FIFA International Soccer or something. Also was a very fun time. Definitely a different game than we're playing now. Yeah, I don't think you'd see too many of these McGeady spin cancels back then. <laughs> I think it was left, right, left, right, left, right, zigzag, all up the pitch. <laughs> yeah, if I could get a little bit of that left, right again with the left stick, that'd be nice. But it's proving to be a little tough for me this year. Um, what is your favorite FIFA card of all time? Yeah, so you sent me this one, and I, I've been debating which one. I think the best card ever was the first year of Prime uh, Prime Moments, was the year I most aggressively traded, so I was kind of able to have an elite team at all times. And right when it came out, I got Prime Moments Eusebio, oh, and that's man. the most dominant card I've ever had. I was you know, easily getting to whatever objective I wanted in Weekend League just because I was out-teaming everyone else. But I think my favorite card is a different card from that same year. It was the first year they did Future Stars as well. And I think it's the Alfonso Davies that was a left wing. Oh, I think nice. for some reason that card is one of the most fun cards. It will always stand out to me as like one of the most fun cards ever. Nice one, man. I love Fonzie in the game. I mean, I, I never got to use that card, but that Future Stars problem was really cool. There was tons of cool names in there. And I wish I got to try that one out. 
a really cool one. Um, that brings me to our final question, which is which footballer, if we saw you on the street somewhere, who is the footballer would be likely to confuse you for? Yeah, I don't have an answer to this one. I was you guys were on video. You can tell me what what, what do you think the answer is? Because I don't have an answer to this one. Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not I'm not sure of one. I'm I'm not so clever. These guys gave me one, so maybe they have a better answer for me. Maybe Roy Kent with a beard. <laughs> I could take that. I don't know who Roy that. Kent is. He's uh, basically like the embodiment of Roy Keane and Ted Lasso. So. Well, if you've listened to Tyler and my podcast, then you know we certainly have a similar vocabulary. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> yeah, so that's one I have to check out this year. So I need to look into that one so I could actually get the reference. So I'll come back to this episode, revisit it, and I'll let you know, John, how <laughs> accurate your assumption was. Um, so I'm going to bring you guys all in now because over here at NBA FT, we have a tradition. We like to kick things off with an ice-breaking question. So now to bring in the rest of the guys, but I'm going to ask you first, Andrew. Who is one footballer you think was or is underrated? Uh, Martin already brought him up. I think James Ward-Prowse is still criminally underrated. I think the fact he's not on the England squad is insane to me. I think he might be the best midfielder on the English team. So I think he I think he just gets punished for being on a small team like Southampton, but he's he's definitely my choice. Yeah, I like that one. Southampton has tons that you could call that were underrated and I mean in the past. I mean yeah, like Minif- people Minif- likes to do that. <laughs> yeah, they like giving they I mean they show love to Liverpool, so I'm not gonna complain, but but yeah, yeah a nice they show, they show love to Southampton players when they go to Liverpool. Mane and uh, <laughs> and I stand out on that especially. Still waiting on that Minamino special card though. That's one that I really want. So um, so now I'm going to ask you, John, who is one footballer that you think was or is underrated? Um, I'd probably say it's probably not going to be a popular popular answer with you guys, but Wayne Rooney, man. I think the disrespect that he gets is crazy. I mean, growing up, he was probably, when I wasn't a fan of a team yet, he was my favorite player. Um, and just the way he played, the passion that he played with, and just how technically gifted he was and how many goals he scored. Everyone likes the goal scorer. And like, he is probably the best English striker of all time. And people just don't seem like whenever you hear people talk about the greats, he never really gets mentioned. And he's just a guy who literally could do it all on the pitch, um, score goals, create for others, um, win the ball back high up the pitch with that aggression he played with. And just a phenomenal, phenomenal player. And and another guy, uh, Sadio Mane, the best player in the world. <laughs> I think right he, I think he uh, is pretty <laughs> underrated too. Um, I could go on forever how much I love Sadio, but yeah, just with how much Mo Salah gets, um, you know, the accolades for Sadio Mane is is another guy I think about a lot for that. Um, what about you, Martin? Um, I'm actually a little bit torn um, with my answer, so I'm gonna mention a couple. Uh, the first one being uh, Dimitar Berbatov. Mm. I think well, he's he's one. he's a beast. Technically gifted, um, physically strong, fast. Um, I, from what I've seen, well, while he was playing at, at uh, Bayer Leverkusen and then Manchester United, he was he was very very fun to watch. And the other one has got to be Miroslav Klose. 
the oh, German yeah. legend, uh, record goal scorer of uh, World Cups. I think uh, he doesn't get the respect or the recognition that he deserves. I mean, he wasn't flashy or or anything like that, but he he was a you know uh, a great goal scorer, and um, I don't think uh, he has the the place in history that he deserves. So those would be my two. How about you, Kevin? Yeah, I like I like your guys' choices. Uh, Miroslav Klose, I mean, he smashed our nines goal scoring record in the World Cup. That's got to be worth something. And um, as for John's one of uh, Rooney, that I really like that one just because um, uh, I I whenever I saw Rooney play against Liverpool, there was no player in the world, and I've seen uh, Cristiano Ronaldo play against Liverpool, and I've seen Lionel Messi, Luis Suarez, all these guys play against Liverpool. No one struck fear into me like Wayne Rooney. When this guy mm-hmm. picked up the ball, holy shit, I was terrified every single fucking time. And I don't even think he scored his first goal against Liverpool until like the 2011 season or something like that, which just tells you how fucking good this guy was because he wasn't just the goal scoring. He did absolutely everything. So I like John's choice and I agree with that one. But I'll give my actual answer. Lucas Leva, the dude led the league in, a, in tackles for like five years or something like that. He was insane for us and was part of a really shitty Liverpool team and um, really helped us through some of our tougher times. Um, I also want to give a mention to Mehdi Tarami, the Porto striker. 13 goals and assists in the first 11 games of the season. Also hit 33 goals and assists, more than Darwin Nunez last year in 32 games. So there's that as well. And also shout out to Luis Suarez. He's one of the all-time greats, I think, and he gets lumped in with guys like Lewandowski, Benzema, who are great. But Suarez to me is an, is a level above even those guys who are phenomenal. So you can go ahead and tell me how I'm wrong in our DMs at your FIFA podcast on Twitter. However, we're gonna get into the actual show because we got tons of FIFA to discuss. So I will hand this over to John because we have a lot of content and a new promo to talk about. Yeah, and I'm just shocked that you mentioned Taremi there. Just absolutely <laughs> shocked, Kevin. So, yeah, total um, curveball. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, we got a new promo today. The Road to the Knockout stage promo, which includes the Champions League, the Europa League, and the Conference League, or whatever the fuck it's called. Um, <laughs> and then, so also, let's uh, we'll run through the content here. Um, I want to mention briefly Team of the Week because there are some pretty spicy cards, I think, in, in Team of the Week and with Champions, not Champions League, Foot Champions um, here now and we're available or these guys are available to get in red picks now um maybe everyone tries to play foot champs this weekend try to get one of these guys untradeable in a red so obviously the headliner of this group is erling holland himself um i think it would have been absolutely shambolic if he wasn't in you know three goals and two assists and a manchester derby you know i don't care if he had a ones to watch card out already you know you figure it out and they did so that's great. And I know Martin's happy about that. That son of a bitch has that wants to watch card. Um, also, Serge Milinkovic Savage, Kevin Trapp, Rafael Leal, uh, the Rat King himself, Ben Yetter, our featured guy, Norwegian striker for Real Sociedad, Sorloth. Um, he's got that third, third leg trait that everyone's talking about. Um, Timo Werner from Leipzig. James Madison, Chris Smalling, uh, Jamal Muziala, who um, I kind of want to try out just because I like watching him play in real life. And then another guy uh, who unfortunately got a hat trick against Liverpool, Trossard, looks pretty solid too. So 
um, some decent uh, team of the week options there for you guys to be able to pick up. I think a lot of usable options and um, yeah. So um, what you got something, Andrew? Yeah, I think uh, oh, no, I agree with all that you said. I think also that Kevin Danso card looks very interesting. Mm. He's an 81, but he's got 81 pace, 80 defense, 84 physical. Not sure he's going to make it into you guys' weekend league squads or anything, but looks like a very interesting upgrade and maybe one more team of the week, and then that becomes a very spicy card. Right, yeah, the center back from Lens. Um, looks like he's 6'3", and I would imagine he's got, again, the third leg strength of the lengthiness, so... Yeah, very exciting team of the week, and um, I'm, I'd be glad to get probably five or six of these guys to either use in, a, in my team or um, off the bench. So, And now to the juiciness of the new promo of the Road to the Knockout stage, um, and we've got some really good cards. And again, I think the upgrades are the same as last year. You've got to win your last two out of three group stage games to get one upgrade, and then for your second upgrade, you have to qualify for the knockout stage, hence the name of Road to the Knockout Stage. So um, I will go over these guys, um, run through the names real quick here, and then we'll go around and see if any of these guys interest you or um, if we may look to get any of these guys in our team. So so real quick from, and, I, and I'm sure there's going to be a mini release too because I know uh, Brimmer, the center back from Juventus, was leaked and he's not in here. So um, I'd imagine there's a mini release, but I don't really know who all is in that. I think Patrick so, Schick also. Who? Uh, Patrick Schick. The oh, Patrick Schick, the uh, fraud playing over Osmoon. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, John's <laughs> ball knowledge is unreal. Yeah. No, I'm just, I've just been brainwashed by you, so I'm just repeating what you say. But um, hey, it's working. <laughs> yeah. So for the conference league, it looks like we've got uh, the French right winger, uh, Jonathan Nicone for Fiorentina, Gerard Moreno, the striker from Villarreal. And the Europa League cards, we have Moses Daddy Simon, uh, Terrier. I believe he had a TOTS card last year for uh, Ren. And then another Norwegian guy, and Martin Odegaard. So. Um, you get the strong link to Erling there. So that's pretty cool. And then um, the objective player is Robin Gozens, the wing back for Inter. And the SBC player is uh, Swedish god Dejan Kulishevsky. So those are those guys, your uh, SBC and objective players currently. And then from the main road to the knockout team, we have Zambo Anguisa, Ibu Kunate, Rafinha, Fetty Valverde, Phil Foden, Tommy Moeller, Leo Messi, uh, Nicolas Zula, Obama Yang, Tommy Lamar, and I believe that's it. So um, let's start with you, Andrew. Are you looking to pick up any of these guys who interests you out of this team? Yeah, I'm not actually sure I am. I think I was expecting this to be a little more juice than it is. I, I, I think I'm a little underwhelmed by the stats, so I'm interested to hear what people say over the weekend playing with these guys. I think some of the cheaper guys look interesting to me. Sule, uh, Sule, Lamar, Akone, Terrier. I think all those could be very interesting, cheap cards to add to squads. But yeah, some some of the higher level cards, I, I mean, Aubameyang's obviously amazing, but 700K. Like, but that Foden card and Messi and things like that kind of look overpriced to me right now. Interested to hear what you guys think about all that. 
Yeah, I, I think you mentioned what, something you mentioned there. The lower end guys are really cool, and I was kind of hoping to see more of that because a lot of these guys are just already cards that are usable with their golds, and I was hoping that with um, a promo this early on that they'd give some of these guys that maybe aren't so usable with their golds a usable special card. So some of the lower guys like um, uh, Moses, Daddy Simon is a cool one. The Terrier um, uh, are cool ones. Ikone. So hopefully more of that with the SBCs and stuff at least is what I'm hoping for. Um, what about you, Martin? Well, um, actually, well, from the main team, I actually think that the higher rated guys are, as Andrew said, quite expensive at the moment. Valverde, almost 800K, and, well, Messi, of course, is going to be almost 2 million, but um, Valverde looks like a card that could easily last you until until um team of the year if, if he gets upgrades he already has 90 base stat uh for pace which is really really high for a midfielder at the moment and uh, aside from his shooting all other stats are in the 80s so um he looks insane but i wouldn't go out and spend 800k on 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 a midfielder at the moment having all all the other options that we currently have um, I think, well, you, you said that uh, you expected a little bit more in terms of maybe SPCs and stuff, but I think the objective player is pretty solid and it's a pretty easy objective to do. So um, I would I would advise everyone listening to go out and do the Gosens SPC because it's, it's only on squad battles and it's on semi-pro difficulty. So it should be easy to get. Uh, you only need six uh, six wins, I think. Uh, so it's it's not that much. I don't know if there's a glitch or something for squad battles at the moment, but uh, you should be able to get that done in no time. And uh, yeah, I was just anxious to to see what the gold rare cards going out of packs would do uh, from those players. In the promo, for example, Valverde and Rafinha um, have uh, gold cards that are pretty OP at the moment. Um, I actually picked up a couple as an investment. So far, um, they haven't gone up much in price, but I don't know, Andrew, what, what do you think this promo, what, what impact is this promo going to have on the market? Um, so well, it's kind of two things. So let's start with maybe the gold players going out of packs so those are always going to go up i think once they start getting leaked though that's when people start both investing and you see the prices rise so we might not really see much more of a rise today um, valverde is an interesting one because i mean it seems like he's getting a promo card every week now right he's already had a team of the week card and a player of the month card on top of this one so he's probably the rarest uh gold card in the game maybe besides holland so I think that's interesting um, just to track his price and see where it goes. And, you know, if you pack him or if you have him in your squad, the gold card, I might get out of him the next, you know, five days or so. You know, Muller, Sule, Gosen, well, I guess Gosen's still in packs. Muller, Sule, Kanate, Foden, those cards. I think you probably see a rise on them, but not, you know, it won't be like, oh, it went from 20K to 50K probably. The, just EA isn't dropping the SBCs and things like that that require that right now. The other side of the market, though, my goodness, I think we've all been following that. There was a lot of panic today, you know, the last 24 hours, mm-hmm. and we've just seen prices 
plummet. Like the market was really too high. And, and we saw it just kind of like there was nothing to do earlier in this week and the market got really high. And then uh, I think Foot Sheriff and the other folks started leaking cards. And you saw the Obama Yang stats and that caused the market to freak out thinking all these cards are going to be incredibly juiced. And so people were selling their Foot Heroes and their icons and things like that. And now that Obama Yang, Valverde, those cards are so expensive, I think people are going to be buying those cards back. So we might not get to the high that we were at, but probably just a 5 or 10% drop off as opposed to the 30 to 40% drops on some cards we were seeing you know, in, earlier this morning. Yeah, I think um, a lot is going to have to depend on the pack weight as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. Pack weight um, and, and pa- pack weight and I guess just supply in general, right? If they're so you know, we have promo packs every day, every day now, which is very interesting from EA. So um, if we get some tradable SPCs that are really juiced, if marquee matchups next week is something that gives you like a rare gold players pack or something like that, then certainly you'll see all these prices drop and supply go up. Yeah, I'm hoping so because, yes, yeah, so like the top end guys you're talking about, are very, very expensive right now. I think Phil Foden was a guy I was kind of looking at, and he's like 450K right now. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of good options. And I'm really excited about Ibu Kanate too, because I didn't see a leak out there for him. And I know a lot of people have been getting along with his gold cards. So that could be a really good option for your Premier League teams too. And currently he's 236K. Uh, I'd imagine he'd go down a little bit with weekend league rewards and squad battle rewards supply, you know, again, depending on how the pack weight is, but um, definitely I, I, I might be looking to get him in. Um, you know, I, I don't know that being a Liverpool fan, you're kind of, I don't know if they, yeah, they should win two other next three games, but you just <laughs> never hope. know what the form they're in. So, um, and then one guy I was really looking forward to that got leaked um, was the Zambo and Guisa from Napoli because he's such an incredible player in real life. Um, and he's got the medium low work rates that they did not change. Again, I think Kevin mentioned it. I, w- I wish they would have even just give, given a medium medium for this card because I would have probably picked them up because um, I packed myself a Cameroonian guy this week. That's pretty good. So he was <laughs> strong link to him. So... Um, yeah, disappointed with that. Really excited about Ibu Kunate. Again, like we said, mentioned the higher end guys are, are are pretty expensive right now. I think. Let me see what Odegaard's going for. He gets the Holland link. He's going for 130k right now. Five star skills, two star weak foot. Um, you'd imagine Arsenal would get both of their upgrades too with how they're playing. So, um, you know, if he had maybe a three star weak foot, I'd be interested. But two star just really, really scares me. So. Well, uh, I, I just wanted to mention that two-star weak foot thing. Um, I don't know how you guys have felt this year, but I am not, at least, if I'm not playing them at striker, I don't, if I'm playing them, like, at a right camp, like, ram or lamb or something, I'm almost not even caring about the weak foot because of how OP that outside of the foot, like, crosses. And I've been doing the outside of the foot through pass as well from my ram and lamb guys. So um, I know for you, John, and for you, Martin, since you guys have Holland in your team, maybe Odegaard is an option you explore. Just be a lot more confident conscious i guess of hitting that outside of the foot button yeah i don't know if uh if weak foot is such a well i don't know i, I haven't experienced any difficulty scoring with Holland's right foot 
he misses sometimes, but it doesn't look like a three-star weak foot to me. So um, I don't think I'm going to go and uh, spend 138k on, on Odegaard. But um, yeah, it's definitely good to have a Norwegian uh, Premier League card that is has such great stats. So if you don't mind the three-star weak foot, then definitely go out and get the card for the Holland link at least. Yeah, I for sure. So um, I guess that'll bring us to, you know, what our, our weekend foot, um, what are our future plans? What are we doing gameplay wise? What are we doing menus and content wise? Um, and I guess let's, I guess we could all go through what our team's looking like right now. So um, I guess let's start with you, Andrew. What's, what's your weekend foot looking like and, or looked like, and what's, what are you planning to do in the future? Yeah, I'm taking it pretty casually right now. Um, partly I have my in-laws are in town and so I'm not fully able to play. So I'm kind of taking it casually. I'm also, you know, attempting to not be as hardcore as I've been in the past about playing the game because I think that's where I've gotten frustrated. So I'm going to play some rivals. I think, you know, obviously I'll get to my eight rivals wins per week or what, you know, whatever the requirement is. And then I kind of just stop. And so I'll certainly get the Gosens card too. I think that's, as Martin pointed out, that's a great card, but not really close to getting to, I think I'm only halfway to the rivals points needed to even qualify for the playoffs. So just going to kind of casually play. I've got a pretty good team I'm happy with. I've got uh, still working out the kinks of how I'm going to play a formation, but I've had some good pack luck and I, I dropped some FIFA points this year. So that helped me as well, kind of on the early stages of the game. So uh, you guys were talking last week about, you know, different formations. So I'm going to kind of try some more of those. I think the four triple two is one. I'm, it's one I usually gravitate towards. So I'm going to try it some more this time. Yeah, I think, I think Kevin uses that four triple two a lot. So it does seem really good. And, and I think, um, having wide players is always nice. And then I think again this year, um, I tried out a four three three four uh, fourth variation tactic this week, and I really missed having the second striker, you know, and, and the cam really didn't do much for me there. So I think it's going to be another year of uh, having two strikers is, is really important um, attacking-wise. So, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm running a two uh, attacker formation at the moment. I'm running four one two one two narrow. Um, and having some good success with it. I, I like the passing options. Again, I've mentioned it before. I think it's like one of the simplest formations you can use in the game. And I like to use it every year to start out with just for that reason. And until I get the game figured out. So yeah, I think, uh, passing is a little weird this year. So I like how, you know, again, there's simple and close passing options usually, um, in the formation. Um, and then, yeah, this week I, I had some pack luck. I think I mentioned that I packed once to watch Sadio Mane uh, last Friday. I think that already happened when before we recorded and I mentioned it. But um, I was actually playing uh, co-op with Kevin, I believe. And for it was it the ones to watch objectives or whatever, where you got a 50K and 100K pack. Yeah. So me and Kevin knocked those out. And um we were still, we were still on chat and, uh, I opened up my 100 K pack and the icon card popped out. So <laughs> I immediately started going crazy. And then the Cameroonian flag, um, showed itself and I got baby Eto. So 
Very, very cool. And you. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really, really good. I, it took a little bit of getting used to because I'd just been using uh, Chiesa, who's a different type of striker than he is in Holland. Obviously, with the lengthiness he provides, um, was, is a different type of striker too. So, um, And that leads me to kind of another thing. I wish they would kind of buff the explosiveness running trait because it, it's all about the length right now when you really know it's about the explosiveness sometimes, sometimes, you know, you don't want to be waiting around forever. So you just want that explosiveness, right? Hey, which version of Eto did you pack? I might've missed that. Uh, Sorry. The baby one, the 87. So. Yeah. Pretty, ha- pretty happy nice. with him so far. He's, he's keeping up with Holland uh, numbers wise weekly in my weekly game. So very yeah. awesome. I'm running him in Holland up top. And Mane in right behind him at Cam. Um, my midfield, I've got Renato, Goretzka, and Goretzka is phenomenal. If you got the Bundesliga links, if you got the Bayern links, highly recommend him. He's a destroyer in the midfield like he always is. And then when he finds himself in the box, he just slams him in. So um, highly recommend him. And then I also packed uh, Untradeable Kimmich, who's uh, currently my lone CDM. Um I don't really li- I like him a lot, but he's kind of got that containness about him where he's really short and you want you do want the length. Length matters in that lone CDM role for that reach. And uh, he lacks there a little bit. So um, and then my defense is really, really good. I've got Inform Marquinhos and that flashback Tiago Silva, who both have been fantastic, just just rocks in my defense. And then Really, I think Edward Mendy is probably the best goalkeeper I've used this year and maybe the best goalkeeper I've come up against. because And he gets the little soft link to Sadio Mane and the strong Chelsea link to um, Thiago Silva. So I just got him in for links, and he's probably the best dot shot, shot stopper I've used this year. So, um, yeah, Have I'm you really used Ter Stegen? Have, have you used Ter Stegen yet? He's a little uh-uh. better to me. I've got them both. Really? So I've used him, and given your Goretzka link, that might be worth trying out. True. I might look to do that. And then, especially if I get some Barca links in there too, that could be interesting to work with. Um, or if you want to try out Lewandowski, you know, he's another one of them lengthy boys. So, um, yeah, how about you, Martin? What's your team looking like, and uh, what's your plans looking like so for the next week? Um. Last week I was rocking a Serie A Premier League hybrid, um, so yeah, I was pretty happy with that. But um, I think three or four days ago I was just opening up those objectives um, things you get. So one of those was a two rare gold players pack. I opened it up expecting to get some fodder, low-rated fodder maybe, and then boom. Out pops Antonio Rudiger wants to watch. So <laughs> my second <laughs> wants to watch of the week after packing um, Erling Haaland, of course, <laughs> who I love. <laughs> and um, so that uh, I started playing Rudiger on uh, zero cam with my Serie A boys. And um, yeah, he's amazing. Amazing. But um, then I figured I might as well try and get him on um three chem or two chem or something and that's why i decided to uh, move on from the Serie A and uh, do a premier league la liga hybrid so 
as it stands, I'm uh, using Aaron Ramsdale as my goalkeeper, um, who I just happen to have in the club. I don't care about uh, goalkeepers that much. So, yeah, it's it's him. And then at center back, I'm using Rudiger and Van Dijk, both of which are lengthy and amazing. And, um, you know, having, I think it's, uh, I think uh, John over at uh, Foot Coaching uh, already mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, a couple of weeks ago. I think the best um, place to spend your coins in is the defense. Um, I know it might sound boring, but having two uh, top-end defenders allows you to uh, not only have the confidence that um, you're going to be able to get the ball from the strikers or attackers or whatever, but it all it also allows you to be a little bit more aggressive when you defend. And um, I've been uh, using this approach lately, and it's been working out great for me. Um, at left back, I'm using Jordi Alba, who's uh, nor here nor there. Just Jordi Alba. <laughs> I don't I don't care much about him. He he hasn't done. Uh, yeah, he's nothing special. But it is what it is. And then at right back, I was actually using Jesus Navas, who's also okay. I mean, nothing special. La Liga has no fullbacks, so I was using him. But I'm actually thinking of using, I, I packed uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold um, this uh, yesterday, I think, uh, his gold card, and um, he could make it into the team on full camp, so I'm, I, I was going to ask you guys, uh, do you think Trent um, is is a usable fullback at this stage of the game? What do you think? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I've um. come up against him, and he, he's been good. He's physical too, which I like. Depends on how much you need his pace, though, right? Because mm-hmm. he's slow compared to someone like even like Frimpong or any any of the other pacey right backs. But he's lengthy. Well, he can be lengthy. <laughs> oh, I didn't know he had that girth in him. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I think um, I'm gonna start uh, using Trent instead of Navas, also because of the size. I know. Some people say size doesn't matter, but sometimes it does. So, <laughs> and then, well, I'm using a four-three-two-one um, since well, full since uh, rivals and then uh, the playoffs, and it's a formation I think I'm gonna stick to uh, for for some time. And uh, in midfield, I have uh, as uh, my central midfielder, I got Chuameni, who's who's great. I mean, he's he's everywhere on the pitch. He recovers the ball. He has decent enough passing to um, play a midfield and, and do it well. And then I have uh, Kevin De Bruyne and uh, Federico Valverde as my other two more balanced midfielders. Um, I've actually come to love KDB in this game. I think he's incredible. If if you have like a three man midfield and you need like a more advanced attacking midfielder who's not in charge of recovering the ball so much, then KDB is an excellent option. Uh, his long shots are obviously amazing, uh, but so is his passing and the weak foot. Uh, so I couldn't recommend him more. 
And then up top, I have uh, Rafinha at uh, left forward, I think. Yeah, left forward. And he's on comeback on defense instructions. So, yeah, my, my formation defense is a 4-4-2 and attacks as a 4-3-2-1. Uh, so he comes back on defense, and then at uh, striker I have Erling Holland, who's incredible. I don't think I need to say much about him. Mm-hmm. And at uh, right forward I have uh, Luis Diaz, who's also great. Uh, by the way, he he took a big hit price wise, uh, thanks to that Sterling SPC that we got, which I think is great value. Uh, but yeah, that that that's my team. Uh, and Luis Diaz, I, I got him in a draft, and I also had Messi, like the whatever the not the knockout stage Messi, just gold Messi, and I ended up putting Messi on the bench because Luis Diaz is infinitely better than that Messi card on low low. Mm-hmm. So that's a good shout out for someone cheap if anyone's looking for good Liverpool links or just a Premier League player, or just a really good winger. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I actually managed to score some. A uh, good finesse shot goals from outside the box with him. So, yeah, I really like him. He's strong, good on the ball, good finishing, decent passing. So, yeah, that's my team. Um, at the moment, I'm struggling to find some super subs, though. Um, I did the Gakpo SBC, and so he's my first super sub in the attack. But I still need to either pack or buy some some decent super subs for the weekend league because I think having good options on the bench is really, really important in this game. I've I've actually won a couple of games thanks to my subs. And I'm talking about Rafa, you know, it's not even a good uh, player. So if you're listening to this, go and get your super subs ready. How about you, Kevin? Yeah, so... Um... This week has been, um, so I, I saw you guys had packed these cool ones to watch, guys, so you inspired me. I went ahead and right maybe right after the pod did a few of the advanced SPCs. I got ones to watch Anthony out of it, so I started. Uh, he's a guy I've always liked in FIFA. He's like, if you guys have listened to us, or I'm sure the other guy, the, my fellow hosts, they know, because I don't stop talking about this guy. He's really good, and uh, so I had to go build my team around him. He's not quite the TOTS version, but... Um, I had a Diego Dalo team of the week card, so I put that into my team. So that will give me the link, the length, the the link. You see what you see? The lengthiness oh. is stuck in my head now. <laughs> Which, by the way, I heard a lot of talk about lengthiness. And just for you guys out there, if you're lacking in the lengthiness, I've been told that it's about the motion of the ocean, not the length. Hyper motion so of the, the ocean. Hi- the hyper motion 2.0 of the ocean. <laughs> that sounded like you were about to break into an advertisement. I heard a lot about. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, if any uh, ball trimming guys out there want to give us a shout, want us to give them a shout out, our DMs are open. But uh... also open, maybe the Austin Powers. If you if you guys are Austin Powers fans, the Swedish penis enlarger. I, I would love that as as a guy with big Swedish heritage and a guy who loves loves the dick jokes. I think that if if that's a real thing out there, I think we'd love to have you guys sponsor us. Yeah. So reach out. We'll do the whole promo code thing and everything. So. Oh yeah. So for my team, um, I'm playing mostly a four triple two, but I've been testing out tons of different formations just to see what what works and stuff. But at the back, I have the flashback Tiago Silva partnered with Kim Min Jae, 
And um, I, I know it's getting boring. I'm always picking these hipster-ass players to say are amazing. But I'm going to be honest, Kim and Jay is actually fantastic. I almost didn't want to like him because I don't want to come out and be saying, oh, he's so great because you know I was going to say that with all my hipster-ass choices. But he's fucking crazy. This dude shit all over Koulibaly, shit all over Tamori, and honestly, he's just as good as Thiago Silva is for me. So um, he's a great one. And behind them is Edward Mendy in goal. Just... Um, uh, like Martin, I don't really care too much about the keeper. It, it's really just whoever has been making the least amount of mistakes for me recently gets to start. Um, and then, like I mentioned, inform Diego Dallo. And I also have Mario Rui in form, who I also had untradeable. So he is my left back. Um, gives the Napoli links. And honestly, I, I think both of these guys are like 82-ish pace, and it's fine. Um, then in midfield, it's Barella and lengthy boy Goretzka. Awesome guy to have in midfield. He's really good. And... Um, then out wide at my Ram and Lamb, we got uh, Lozano in form and Dale Lefeu uh, in form. And Dale Lefeu has been really good for me. I've been using him, and when I do, like, three-man midfields, he's been my attacking guy in the midfield. And, oh, my God, he transitions so well. Like, when I'm stuck in the midfield and I'm trying to create a link between attack and midfield, he's just always that dude. He just carries the ball forward and always that dude for me. And then up front, I went... Uh, Sadio Mane up front, and then partnering him is Anthony, just to get the skills up front. And to be honest, I'm a guy that, um, even if I have a more traditional striker, like you could argue De La Feu is probably a better striker. But um, for me, it's just always advantageous to have like an OP dude up front. I always want an OP guy partnering my more traditional goal scorer. So that's kind of what I was going for there. Um but yeah, so my weekend foot has honestly just been grinding div rivals, and I'm going to get into champs now. I was trying to qualify for champs, uh, managed to do that, and so this weekend is just going to be all about um, playing champs. And I'm honestly scared, because John, I know you got into a little bit of weekend league so far, and um, I don't know if you want to tell everyone about how your experience has gone so far, but it sounds like it's pretty fucking sweaty out there. Yeah, well, my, my qualifiers were a lot easier than I thought, you know, I was kind of scared, you know, even though I finished 11, 14 wins on a good weekend last year, you know, I was still scared because, you know, I'm going to be qualifying against the tryhards and the sweats that have already qualified for weekend league. So I was a little nervous with that. And I went six and one in qualifiers and, you know, relatively stress-free. I think, I, I think I lost a game in extra time, one on penalty kicks and then, uh, won another game by one. But other than that, it was relatively stress-free. And then this morning, I just came up and against came, or went into the foot champs buzzsaw and lost my first three. Gameplay wasn't feeling that great. And then I think, um, as you should, and uh, I know if, I have it as a rule for myself, if I lose three games in a row, you know, I got to go walk around, um, do something else, like maybe actually work or something like that. But, um, yeah, lost three in a row. So I, and the gameplay was really, really bad. Just the passing wasn't going to where I wanted, I think just due to the lag and stuff. And then also I noticed tackle backs are really, really bad when gameplay is bad. So, um, just stepped away for a minute, minute, and then came back and won three straight. So I'm currently three and three, and I think I'm just going to kind of wait until, you know, more people are able to play. So I'm not playing against the super sweats that were rearing to go like myself on Friday. So yeah, um, honestly excited. I hope I'm aiming to get 11 wins. 
But um, honestly, with how crazy hard and sweaty it's been, I, I'm, I think nine ish, I'd be happy with, you know, I just I just need to give myself a chance to get this Erling Holland because he's so good and so good in game and, you know, one of my favorite players in real life. So, you know, again, all in for Holland again this week. So. Yeah, speaking of sweat, I was playing the playoffs um, this week and I had co-op turned on. And, uh, you know, it started off really, really, like, weird for me. I was, I think, uh, one and two after three games or one and three, something like that. And then it came to me that I should maybe turn off crossplay, maybe in an attempt to improve my gameplay or I don't know. So I did. And um, as soon as I removed the Xbox rats from my... (laughs) from my options of, of opponents, I I started winning and I, I ended up uh, with the four and four record, which is, it, it's not amazing, but I thought I was gonna be more stressed to qualify for champs. And so, yeah, crossplay is gonna remain um, off for me, I think. Were you playing Xbox folks or was it PC folks? Cause that's actually what I was running into was a bunch of getting the indicator that was PC and seemed to be getting all kinds of fun stuff like force disconnects and other things. Yeah. Yeah. Both. I think uh, PC people and uh, well, Xbox people were, I I don't know, more into the, you know, rattier things in in the game. So I, 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 I was getting very annoyed with that, but also as you say, PC people, uh, I don't know, something weird goes on there. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I, I don't know. You guys still playing with uh, crossplay on? Oh, yeah, because I'm an <laughs> Xbox guy, so I know. Trust me, man, the Xbox rats are, yeah, they're, they're no joke, man. The mm-hmm. Xbox guys are fucking rats, so I'm always, um, <laughs> I'm always turning on crossplay, and I'm much happier when I see the PlayStation indicator, <laughs> because usually at least they'll try to play the game, these guys, so... Definitely um, leaving that one on. How about you guys? Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. And I just kind of have a vendetta out against like PlayStation players because all I heard about all the last couple of FIFAs were how much better the PlayStation guys were <laughs> than the Xbox guys. And it is true. Xbox guys are either like myself or like Kevin. You're a skilling rat or you're a super sweaty tryhard. That That's me, so... Um, yeah, whenever I like notice in the menus or whatever, when I pause it, I always check the, uh, the name or whatever and see what little emblems next to it. And if I see, you know, PlayStation or PC, you know, it's like the meme where you sit forward in your chair and you're like, all right, I got a point to prove now. So, um, yeah, uh, I, 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 I kind of want to turn it off, but like, again, like I just mentioned, I do like the idea of crossplay, so I don't know if I will just yet, but Again, like yourself, Andrew, I was having disconnect issues. I've probably had seven or eight, I think eight now. Um, so that's been brutal. So I guess if that trend continues, I, I obviously probably will just have to turn it off until that gets fixed. So Yeah, I haven't I haven't experienced any lag ever since I turned it off, like major lag, like the one I experienced at the beginning of the game, where you know it would lag like 10, 10 seconds maybe. So, yeah, I had the same experience, Martin. I I just switched to PlayStation Five, so I can 
back up what John and Kevin says the Xbox experience is miserable at times <laughs> playing the sweatiest people possible so now that I've turned off crossplay the PlayStation user base it seems much better the connection seems better everything is a more enjoyable experience yeah I think I'm gonna stick to well today I'm gonna do the GoSense um, objective and then probably gonna start playing Weekend League tomorrow I don't know. I'm going to leave uh, my kid with my in-laws tomorrow night. So it's my, my my free night. So I might as well grind like 10, 12 games of Weekend League and then save the rest for Sunday. I think it's going to be better for my state of mind and for uh, my general enjoyment of the game, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually... Um... Since you mentioned the game, I guess I want to ask you guys um, about gameplay and stuff in general, because I heard John also mentioned gameplay, and um, Andrew, you were messaging me um, this week, and you are mentioning passing to me, and you are saying how it's so, it was like, you said something basically, like, it's so fucking frustrating, like, this game never does what the hell, like, I want it to do, and passes don't go where I aim them to, and they're, you got to be facing exactly where you want to point the pass to, and it still doesn't go where you want it to, so I, I guess I want to start with you, Andrew, like, uh, how are you... How are you coming to grips with the gameplay this year? Um, so you're right. I haven't been loving that aspect of it, but it's hit or miss. So you get a good connection and I look like I'm like prime elite Barca, Tiki Taka all over the pitch, just annihilating people. And then three games later, it's something where I'm like aiming far right, like clearly squared up with, you know, some like Bernardo Silva or someone with like really good passing stats and he's hitting the ball into the stands and you're just like, what just happened? Hmm. Um, so it does feel a little hit or miss still, but I think that's every FIFA and I'm, I'm kind of coming to grips with that and, and the new gen animations too, I think are always something where it feels like there's always one extra animation and you just have to get used to that. No, yeah, oh, I've also the that. other point. So, sorry, the other thing I realized was they keep if you don't like the default passing timing, it's right now the game has a glitch where it seems to keep reverting you back. So every time you change your settings, it kind of like if you turn the game off and come back in, it has reverted you back to the defaults for some reason. And so the player like player lock timing and stuff. So um, John Foot Coaching was talking about this too, and. It, there's something weird. They may have already fixed it by now, but it's there. There was some glitch where they keep screwing up the settings. So that also could be something if you're expecting, you know, early player lock, and then it's actually a late player lock. Then you're passing to the wrong person because you're actually, you know, the game's doing right, but it's just not doing what you expected it to do. Yeah, it happened to me a couple of times, and also. Um, what happened to me was I was, uh, messing around with my tactics on the web app and on the companion app. And, uh, when I got back into the game, uh, all of my, my attacking, uh, things were changed to fast buildup. Yeah. So it does that to me too. Yeah. Watch out for that. Cause I didn't realize I was playing on fast buildup until I went into the tactics and saw that everything was on fast buildup. So. Um, if you want to work on your tactics, uh, make sure you do it on console, maybe. Otherwise, uh, you're going to have to change everything again. Yeah, and I, I agree. Passing is really inconsistent, I guess. Um, and then I guess that probably just coincides with the inconsistent gameplay that we always get. And, you know, a big part of my game is, you know, if I, if I don't hit you on the quick counter, especially with Erling this year, 
Um, you know, I, I like to work the ball around my opponent's final third and then just pick a killer pass. And, and whenever I try and make that killer pass, you know, it, it just sometimes doesn't seem to go to the right person. And, and honestly, it shouldn't be that hard because, you know, when you're passing the ball around your final third, you, you've got limited options and you should be going to the right person. So, yeah. Um, you know, I think that the tacklebacks are ever prevalent, especially again, when gameplay is bad. Um, but you know, I guess other than that, I feel like maybe it's just because I've had a really good session of playing yesterday, but I, I don't feel like I've had too many problems with gameplay, um, for the most part. So that's been nice. And then we've, we've got, you know, the buzzword of the year for FIFA already and, and lengthiness. Um, I don't know if you guys want to talk about that at all. Um, I know I, I'd love to. So, um, yeah, have you guys experimented with chem styles and and making your players lengthy? Um, oh yeah, yeah. I know I did that with Erling. I, I had an engine on him just you know from past Fifas. You know that's what you'd want to put on him because his attacking stats are already you know you know low nineties, mid nineties, and so you don't really need to touch that, especially at the beginning of the game. And um, that ended up making him a controlled uh, accelerate running style. I don't know what you call it, but, but yeah, and I switched it to Hunter and that switched him back to lengthy. And yeah, he's just like, you play a through ball into him and there's, you, you know, nobody in the game's catching him. So um, I think it's definitely, uh, I don't know if it's been in past FIFAs, but it's certainly makes it makes things feel different this year and has made, you know, unusable quote unquote unusable cards, you know, usable now. So I don't know. What are you guys' experiences with with length and um, and all that good stuff? Yeah, I mean, for me, I I mean, like I mentioned, I have Goretzka um, in midfield, and then Thiago Silva. I'm pretty sure with the anchor, um, I think that's what Kem used on him, made him lengthy. So I'm using mm-hmm. that one, and then yeah, I I see it. I I see this thing because you see the these guys that are lengthy and they're running like the fucking Terminator, like kind of like how Varane's 99 oh. card was last year. They're just hunting mm-hmm. you down, and it's. It's crazy. It's like the the T one thousand or whatever chasing after you, and uh, I I like it. I think it's cool because I, the reason I guess I like it is because it gives us a chance to use these guys. I mean, this is something I was saying before. More usable guys is better. As long as we have guys, different types of guys we can use, different styles of play, it's always better. Because none of us likes coming up against the same fucking team every game. The Guendouzi plus Ben Yedder plus the Furlan Mendy team or whatever it is, right? And it's always the same shit every year. So it's cool now that we're seeing the Lewas, the um, the Benzemas, the uh, the Erlings are all getting used. And in fact, it seems like Erling might even be the best player in the game, at least so far. So that's really cool. Um, Andrew, have you gotten a chance to experiment with any of this at all? Yeah, and I like Marksman chem style actually is a pretty good one because it's you're not punting on things like folks are for Architect, but it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the usability is always something that comes up this time of the year like last year at this time i was using gold sergio ramos and just fucking people up just like <laughs> they just couldn't handle it because he was just too strong and i was able to like manually defend with him and then you know three promos from now we're gonna have all 99 pace guys and stuff and it's just gonna be a different game but i do i mean i always like at the early stages when you get to use different people and experiment with different stuff yeah um i think it's it's a cool feature to have it's I think it's more it approaches the reality a little bit more, you know. Holland is not a slow player. 
Mm-hmm. So he 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 has a he has good top end speed. He just takes a little bit longer to get there. So uh, it was unrealistic uh, for these guys not to be able to perform a sprint. Um, obviously, they're they're not going to be explosive. So I think it's it's more realistic and it's really fun. You know, I have Holland playing with target man instructions now, and so he receives the ball, uh, shields it, and turns around, makes a pass to one of the other uh, forwards I have, and then turns around and just starts sprinting. You know, and 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 if if he gets. Um, if he get if he gets enough room, then you know it's it's game over basically. And uh, Van Dyke, he is not slow. He is really fast in real life. If if you go and look at the uh, top end speeds of of individual players throughout the different leagues, you're gonna notice that uh, some of the quickest players are actually center backs and defenders. So. Um, I think it's really good. It's it's a good feature. I feel it's a little bit, uh, maybe not OP, but as John already said, explosive players are a little bit underwhelming. So um, I I hope they don't patch it. Um, I know they they did some live tuning uh, midweek, which I think improved the game a bit, the gameplay. I don't know, Kevin, you mentioned something like that. Yeah, I, I think it improved the gameplay. And I think it actually improved some of these um, explosive or controlled guys because I noticed with Mane, um, the way that he ran his sprint speed field like, felt like way off, like he felt really slow before. And he's turning a bit better, which I know doesn't necessarily relate to sprint speed, but he's also just quicker in general. So I think that whatever the live tuning did really helped with... Um, just If you're like a left stick guy like uh, myself, and I know, John, you mentioned that you like using left stick dribbling a lot in previous years. I see Andrew raising his hand as well. Yeah, I think that this this live tuning update did help. Um, I don't know if you guys have gone to try it. Martin, did you check that out? Yeah, I think I definitely felt improvement, um, especially, as, as you say, turning, twisting, turning has become a little bit easier, which, again, is more realistic because... You know, a player like Luis Diaz, he's obviously going to be able to turn around quickly, and and um, I'm glad it I'm glad that um, it it was tuned a bit. Um, I just hope they don't do like a hard patch uh, soon because I'm actually enjoying the game as it is. Uh, besides, obviously the 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 connection issues. Um, I think I'm I'm enjoying the game a lot right now. I'm actually excited to play, whereas uh, maybe last year I was more, well, sometimes not that excited to play. But now yeah. I think it it may have to do uh, with the fact that um, it's a new game. But I'm having a ball, you know. I hope it stays like this uh, for some time. What do you think, Kevin? Yeah, so I I guess it's just um I'd like to hear that you're enjoying the game, obviously. So I guess I just wanted to ask everyone else while we're on this. Um, are you guys also enjoying the game, Andrew? Um, would you say you're enjoying it so far? I'm still working through it. I don't hate it as you know. So I think that's part of it. But I'm with Martin that I think every year they do some major hard patch and it screws up the game. Rather than doing just some fine tuning, they like kind of, oh hey 
we had some unintended consequences and now we're going to get rid of finesse shots outside the box or we're going to get rid of something else and it just completely screws up the game and it makes it unbalanced and we always end up in some super drop back spam long ball meta so i'm absolutely with martine don't hard patch the game do some fine tuning do some tweaks that sounds great but don't don't screw up everything yeah and i i definitely echo those sentiments i know last year they patched the was it the driven passes and which were kind of a necessary evil because like you couldn't pass like 10 or 20 yards using the a button or maybe it probably less than that but yeah because you you had to do driven passes because the passing was so terrible just pressing the a button so uh, or x button if you're playstation so yeah, I agree. Um, I, I definitely think it's way too early to crown this FIFA the best FIFA ever, like some people are. And I also think it's too early to, you know, shit on the game, like I see a lot of people doing too. So, um, again, I think, um, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see, you know, gameplay-wise, what they do with the first patch and then also how quickly they move the power curve up because I think that also fucks with, you know, gameplay and, and like you said, Andrew, usability of other cards um, a lot too. So hopefully they keep things on a steady when it comes to that as well. So, I mean, Holland's going to make it impossible. He's going to have to have like 106 rated cards soon. So I don't, I don't know how they're going to control that. Right. <laughs> Martin's going to have him too. <laughs> 100, 102 rated Holland. By... They're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to do what MLB The Show did and like move to 125 ratings. <laughs> yeah, I think that Holland. I mean, it's gonna get to a point where he does hit 99. So it's just gonna be like we had this week's team of the week is boosted weak foot or something. That's. All, I mean, it's gonna come to that at this rate. And I don't know. It's 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 good to hear that you guys are relatively positive about this game because I do think for myself it's better than at least so far is better than last year at its best is better than last year so i'm i'm hopeful this could be a good year i also am worried because at its worst i think that this game is also worse than last year um at its worst but that's i mean that's what you get with fifa it's a super at least last year that was i know our main complaint was that the gameplay was not consistent when it was good all is good there's no problem it's just when things started to go wrong and this year when the tackle backs happened fuck me it's so frustrating because it just seems to never end and we mm. had this in the past but I don't know if it was ever this bad, so I'm a little frustrated with that. But also the good moments of this game are really great. Like, it feels really, like, it, it's a fun game. Like, I like the the meta is not so – it's very pass-driven. Like, it's – the passing is so big in this game, and it's, it's like football. And it's like football that I like to play and, like, football I like to watch. I think none of us like to watch football where – it's a team sitting in in the back with nine men in the box with one guy up front and spamming the ball up to him over and over. We'd all – if that was happening in a real game, we'd all be shitting on it. And yet, I, I don't know, most of us tend to do that in FIFA as well. So at least this year, we're going to get to play more of an open game. So I'm hopeful unless they fuck it all up with a patch because the problem with a lot of these patches sometimes is even if the change was let's, – let's say the change was necessary, by the time it comes – uh, the power curve has shifted and moved on to a different place, and the game is something completely different anyways, so there was no fucking point in the patch. So, yeah, that's the only thing. So as long as they don't fuck things up, it could be a great year, I think. 
Yeah, and I, again, uh, with the lengthiness stuff, I do hope they keep that the same because, again, if I don't, I really don't know the science behind it to be honest. But um, it does seem to be making, you know, got, like I tried the Hero Cooler Cooler card, Jurgen Kohler, uh, the Bundesliga center back, and he's very, very usable. Um, so I think it does something. I don't know exactly what, but I just hope they keep it the same, and then maybe. I think, again, uh, John Foot Coaching mentioned maybe they need to buff like explosive guys because I don't feel like that running style or whatever is, you know, necessarily does anything really at the moment. Yeah, I've got Usman Dembele and there's no way to get him off explosive really or mm. like onto lengthy and yeah. he should be an amazing card and you beat these guys who have someone like Trent playing fullback and it's... Mm why is Usman Dembele on not, you know, with 95 pace or something, not able to just blow past or even just get around with his like superior agility. Why, why is he just like stuck in the mud? So I'm with you there. Like explosiveness seems to have gotten forgotten or may, maybe we just don't understand like how to use it right now. That mm-hmm. could be the other thing is lengthy is obvious, right? You're just like outrunning people, but maybe there's some type of, you know, the old L1 R trigger speed boost thing that we have. Maybe there's some like, way to get that to work with explosiveness because yeah i I can kind of pound my head into the wall with usman dembele until i figure out how to get him to work because it's driving me nuts (laughs) that he doesn't blow past these slow people yeah i think it's just really weird because like on a counter uh i'm not looking for eto who normally you know he's like one of the paciest guys in the game and, and was in real life too you know he he was a burner man and uh you know i'm looking for erling on the counter so um yeah, I don't know. I don't know what needs to happen there, but um, and like you said, maybe we just don't fully understand it. I know I don't really. So maybe um, you know one of the Rat Kings, Boris, or or somebody can give us that Rat tutorial and get us to be able to use these guys and maximize their explosiveness. You know. Yeah, I think um, some some areas where you do experience that added explosiveness are. After a skill move, for example, after a body mm-hmm. faint, that's where you truly see this explosive uh, animation. You know, um, I've, I've, I'm not a skiller myself. I just use the basic, you know, ball roll. But I've been using the body faint a lot this past week, and it's really, really powerful. Um, it gives you a speed boost, and I think. Uh, explosive players benefit from that more than, of course, more than lengthy players or controlled players. So it might it might be somewhere in, in that in that direction, you know. Yeah, actually, you make a good point because I noticed that the heel to heel, the it's up up down on the right stick is so fucking effective with Sadio Mane. He's really good with it. Like he'll speed boost. Like I'll do it near the edge of the box, and he'll just like blow through a few guys when he does it. He doesn't stay going fast, but when you do it, and it's really effective. So, uh, and then also there's another skill move that you mentioned to me, Martin, the um, the bridge dribble, and I, I I can't get it to work every time. I don't know what it is. I tap the RB and it just doesn't do it sometimes. I don't know this year. I've only noticed that this year, so I don't know what that is. But also the directional nutmeg. These have worked really well for me. So um, they're not as OP as they were like in FIFA 21, but. It's something that can't hurt to add to your arsenal and something that many of us already know how to do anyways from doing it in FIFA 21. So one one to try. All right. Um, I guess, yeah, that's, that's, we just went over a lot there. So um, 
Yeah, I think, do we have any rants or questions this week? Um, did we have the one from the BPM Madness Discord? Yeah, shout out to the guys over at BPM Madness. They they do a great job. Their Discord is um, a really good place to interact with people and get some useful tips, uh, not only on gameplay, but also on uh, trading as well. Um, I'm not a big trader myself, but uh, those guys have pointed me in the right direction a couple of times, and it's it's been really helpful. So so thank you to mm-hmm. the BPF Madness guys uh, for providing us with that uh, opportunity to interact with you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so we have a question actually from them. It's from a um, former guest of the show, Cashew. So what's up, man? <laughs> His question is, if a lengthy wasn't a thing this year, would you feel that this year's game was better than last year or previous years? Personally, I think it's more realistic and that players like Kane and Lewandowski are usable, which can only be a good thing for a, quote, football simulator, and it's got a bunch of the eggplant emojis attached to it. So what do you guys think about this one? If lengthy wasn't a thing this year, would you feel this year's game was better than last yeah, I think I already addressed this a little bit in the fact that I was saying that I think every year you start out and there's like a lot more usable players and then they nerf the game or we get more players. You know, we get the most cracked out players or everyone decides on what the meta is. I imagine that's going to happen again this year, but I do think Lengthy helps us to have an even more usable base right now. So I think that's where we are, and hopeful it stays the same. I'd love to be able to use Ramos and other slow, but you know, this Sule card that just came out. I'd love for him to be usable for three to four months. No, yeah, I agree. Um, just basically, like you said, being able to use a lot more cards. Like I wouldn't have looked twice at the Jurgen Cooler card or. Even I tried out the inform from last week or two weeks ago, Paulinha from Fulham. Um, you know, he's he's got the lengthiness about him, and he's been pretty good too. I think I'm going to give him another shot. I tried him out two games last night, and uh, I think I kind of pulled the trigger prematurely. So I'm going to try, probably try him out again too. But yeah, I think um, I, I can't again. Like I said, I think it's way too early to make judgments on which game is better than what at the moment. Um, but it's on the right track to being better than last year. So that's, I guess, my take on it. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I, I, I think I already mentioned this as well um, previously. I think I'm having the most fun out of any cycle at the start. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's the game is moving more into this uh, new gen, well, this game feels more new gen than the previous game, you know? So this feels like a really new gen version of FIFA. I think this is where the game is heading from now on. And uh, yeah, I'm happy. You know, Holland is a beast in real life. Why wouldn't he be able to be used in in a football game? Um, Mm -hmm. So for me, that's, 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 it's okay. Yeah, so um, I I guess the thing, though, that he's asking also is if Lengthy was not in the game, would this year's game be better than last year's, though? And I don't know, because to me, a lot of the... I don't yeah, know. So it... I don't know. Yeah. That's, the, that's yeah. the answer. I don't know, because I haven't played the game without the the, the Accelerate feature. So exactly, I, I wouldn't yeah. know. So but... I, 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 I don't know how we could give an answer for that part. But honestly, I think the Accelerate feature is a big part of what's making this game feel so much more balanced 
I don't know if I'd enjoy it as much if mm-hmm. players like Holland weren't usable. If we were, it was the same, like, sort of, like, oh, you can only use this pool of guys like how it was last year, I'd be really annoyed with the left stick dribbling and everything. I think the fact that using guys like this makes it more fun, and it, that doesn't, that's not a bad thing, because it does mean that it's moving towards real football in a way. Obviously, jamming through everybody's skill moving constantly isn't football i don't think anyone thinks that's football it's uh fifa street if anything which is a good game in its own um there's a time and a place for that sort of thing right and i don't think it's in uh what's supposed to be a football simulator anyways so i don't know if this year's game <laughs> yeah it's not volta it's volta right the game they forgot the which game by the way is a decent about. mode if you play the volta arcade one to play with friends spend about 10 15 minutes in it definitely check that one out but yeah um but yeah uh martin i see you have something to say yeah, I was just going to ask you guys quickly. Um, are you guys doing much of the moments uh, objectives? Kind of. Because I, I, I came to notice that uh, you can claim Mbappe three times. So, yep. so yeah, yeah I, I actually had him. On... A glitch, so I thought I was going to get like a 200 game yeah, Mbappe. <laughs> me too. I was happy. I was like, okay, this is it. I found a glitch. Yeah, but it only worked three times. So I yeah. actually now have him on loan for like nine games or something in total because mm-hmm. I had him before. So yeah, but I'm I'm doing the moments. I I was just wondering, do the do the stars or the points carry over to the new season? Because the rewards seem yeah, a little I, bit. I thought about now. that too. I was gonna think maybe I just stack rewards yeah. and carry them because some of the moments objectives aren't just for this because it said like this season, like the rewards reset or something at the end of the season. But not all the moments are just for this season. They last beyond there. So I think you could you could hold on to them, and you're probably best off doing that. They they show up like their FIFA points or their coins, so they might roll over. But they've also added new rewards, right? Like the Coach Lasso and Coach Beard were not there on mm-hmm. the start, so they might be adding new stuff later on. I don't know if anyone checked today. There was certainly a free reward. I don't know if it's gotten removed yet but you could get a free one game otw card because they added otw moments yeah i got uh darwin nunez actually well that's a nice one nice yeah Yeah. gabby jesus i was happy tyler adams (laughs) one for the usa panini (laughs) yeah the the objective the objective is to one of the objectives is to score certain amount of goals with the ones to watch players so you you could potentially get shafted if you get a lone um, Schlotterbeck, for oh, example. Oh, no. Yeah, so good luck. <laughs> I did. I did. That's good terrible. luck scoring with him if you don't have a wants-to-watch uh, player in your team that can score goals, you know? Not everybody packed wants-to-watch Sadio Mane. <laughs> uh, I told you we'd be hearing about this for in future episodes, the Sadio Mane packing. Oh, yeah. Not that I could blame you. I'd be doing the exact same thing. <laughs> well, all right, guys, let's uh, wrap it up here. Um, Andrew, where can the people find you on socials? I'm at foot underscore AST. Um, that's really just on Twitter. I think we also technically still have our foot fix podca- podcast. Uh, it's foot, foot underscore fix, I think, or just foot fix. And then we also have the Discord where we're all kind of at- active. It's still our foot fix Discord. Yeah, that's the place to be if you want to talk uh, FIFA Ultimate Team. So go ahead and join. Absolutely. Um, you can find me on Twitter at ChopswayFIFA. 
underscore FIFA, sorry. Um, that's basically it. Um, I'm interacting in the Footfix Discord a lot. So if you want to talk FIFA Ultimate Team, um, you can find me there as well. How about you, John? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and in Discords and possibly on Twitch this weekend. I'm thinking about streaming my last few weekend league games and opening up the rewards on there so you guys can see me go nuts when I uh, pack Erling. You know, knock on wood here. But um, <laughs> yeah, Kevin, what about you, man? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I'm over at KevinK93LFC. And then also you can find me in FootFix uh, Discord and often I'm in there. So you guys can check out... Um, the Foot Fix Discord, if you go to their Twitter, that's how I was able to find it. Um, you go to their Twitter and send the pinned tweet at foot underscore FIX. Yeah, I just wanted to say something before we say goodbye. <laughs> Good luck to everyone playing Weekend League. And um, mm-hmm. if, if, you see, if you see a Norwegian flag when you open up your Team of the Week pack... Um, <laughs> don't get too excited. It's probably Lord Sordoth, so... We're going to get trolled this week, so watch out for that. Yeah, that's that's a great PSA. <laughs> so I also have a PSA to make. You know, normally I go in my spiel about telling you not to get frustrated about the game. But, you know, with all this lengthy talk, um, I know the dick jokes may just be getting tired and everything. So let me just say I'm going to think long and hard um, before coming on here, you know, splurging dick jokes everywhere. You know, there's a girth of many things we can talk about on here and, you know, really just need to cut it out and uh, go at great lengths, you know, to uh, do better. So um, just wanted to mention that to everybody. But again, um, thank you for your support. And just remember, guys, it ain't nothing but a foot thing, baby. Take care. Don't feel bad if you're explosive. (laughs) It happens. Bye. Peace. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.